This is the Be Undomesticated Podcast. Welcome back to the Be Undomesticated Podcast. I am your host, Cody. Today is February 23rd, 2023. This is episode 7 of the Be Undomesticated Podcast. And today, I'm really excited. We're kind of going to be changing things up with how we do things here at the podcast moving forward. For those of you who are familiar with LFTN and um, the Workshop Podcast, this won't be completely unfamiliar to you. We're actually going to be doing a, two different shows a week. One of them will be just like what we've been doing with different um, topics that we focus on, one, one main focus of the podcast. However, the second show that I'm really excited to be bringing to you guys from here on out is going to be a more segmented show. Um, it's going to be much more focused on what's happening around our homestead, happening with our businesses, with my family, all sorts of different things. I'm really excited to be bringing this new aspect of it. Hopefully it's going to be a much more intimate kind of thing instead of me just talking to you about a topic. It's going to be more widespread. So I'm really, really excited to be able to bring this to you guys. So some of these new segments are going to be very similar to things you've heard from Nicole Sauce at LFTN. Um, however, we are going to have quite a few of our own original ones. They're not going to be every week, but they'll be kind of be sprinkled in throughout all of the different podcasts. And obviously, every segment that we're going to be doing moving forward will have a Be Undomesticated spin on it. It's not just going to be a copy-paste from what Nicole's doing with hers, but I really do enjoy the format of her Homestead Happenings podcasts. So we're going to be kind of ripping it off and uh, making it our own over here. So like I said, moving forward, we're going to have two shows every week. One that's going to be just like what we've always been doing here, and the other will be the more intimate and segmented show. So with that, let's go ahead and jump right on into a brief introduction from myself. My name is Cody. I'm happily married to a wonderful woman named Ashley, and we have one beautiful daughter named Juniper. She is currently three years old, so very exciting time in our lives. We own our microgreen slash quail egg business. We operate a homestead on our one and a half acres here in rural Michigan. Um, I also run a local farmer's market, so that's kind of my, my part-time gig. Love bass fishing, even though I'm not all that fantastic at it. I do enjoy playing some video games from time to time, so that is one of my major vices. But, uh, like I said, we live in Michigan currently. Um, we love three seasons of the year. Unfortunately, they only last about three months, but, you know, it is what it is. We both have family up here currently, so it's kind of keeping us in this wonderful state of Michigan, which is currently covered in about a half an inch of ice, which is a lot of fun. When we first moved to our homestead here in 2019, we really, we didn't know exactly what we wanted to do with it. You know, we wanted to get chickens, we wanted to have the the rural lifestyle dream kind of deal, but we didn't know exactly what we were wanting to do. 
And so when 2020 hit, obviously there was a lot of craziness that happened and it kind of coincided with us really starting our homestead. We moved in in July of 2019. So obviously we missed, you know, spring planting and getting chicks from TSC and all that stuff. So we really didn't get into that too much until 2020. On our homestead though, we really, we've been striving to be as independent as possible from outside sources. So we first moved in, obviously it was, we were pretty much just like living in the city where we had come from before. We weren't growing any of our own food. We weren't any sort of off grid, anything like that. You know, we were reliant on propane in order to heat our house. Um, so we were really tied to a lot of things. And so we've been slowly trying to work our way off of that. We've installed the wood burner now. So we heat solely with wood at this point. Um, we've installed a 1800 square foot garden that by the end of every year is down to 900 square feet because the back half gets all weedy and we're too slow to be able to catch up with it. But that's okay. We're going to improve this year on that. Uh, obviously we have our quail, we have our chickens, we have our ducks, and now we have rabbits. So we're working to be more and more self-sufficient food wise. Once we've gotten to a certain point with that, we're actually going to be focusing on getting more self-sufficient in other ways. You know, looking at our energy dependence on electricity, not necessarily that we're going to be able to get completely off of the grid, so to say, you know, we still have to operate a grow room. So trying to put in enough solar to be able to do something of, to that scale is going to take a lot. But if we could get our, our main house off of the grid, I think that would be a huge step in moving forward with being self-sufficient. So I started this podcast at the beginning of 2023. Um, really the main focus of it is to document our journey, um, hopefully to inspire some people, hopefully to teach some people different tools and ways to think about things a little differently than what they're normally doing or what they have been doing up to this point. Um, we want to really work on building a community. So that's going to be one of our big pushes going forward is trying to build out a community and bringing people together that have these common, common denominators that they really really want to strive towards being more self-sufficient and not having to be quite so tied to the uh, humdrum day in and day out stuff. So obviously this is going to be way different format going forward from what we have been dealing with. And I kind of want to touch on a couple of reasons why we're revamping it. Obviously we're only on episode seven, so it's not like we've been doing this for a year and all of a sudden it's changing. But, you know, just to kind of touch on a couple of things, really want this to be more of a personal thing. You know, instead of me just preaching at you, I'd like to kind of interact with more people and try to, like I said, I want to build a community. And I think that having the more personal touch on it is really going to help with building that. I want to be able to share on my podcast what's going on around my homestead. You know, the different things that are happening week to week. I, like I said before, I really enjoy Nicole's Nicole's setup and process that she does where she goes through and talks about various things that are happening around her homestead And so that's something that I really wanted to work on and honestly I want to produce more content with a different feel to it You know, I do I love doing the other ones don't get me wrong, but those take a lot more work than Hey, you know what? This is happening around my homestead This is going on that kind of stuff because that's more front and center in my mind with trying to just get through the day-to-day -day life so that's going to be a little bit easier content for me to produce. And like I said, I enjoy it. So if I enjoy it, I'll hopefully other people will enjoy it as well. It's going to let me touch on a lot of different subjects 
kind of in the same fashion that I've been doing, but it'll be more short form content. You know, there are a lot of different ideas that I have for podcasts that aren't really big enough to be full blown half hour podcasts, but they could definitely work themselves in as a segment on one of these, this style of podcast. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that a lot. Alright, so with that, let's go ahead and get into our first segment ever. This is going to be called Farmstead Features, and it's kind of just what's going on around our homestead. So, I don't know if you'll be able to hear them in the background or not, but currently we have baby quails that have just started hatching. So that's super exciting. Uh, Last count, I think we're up to 104, if I remember correctly. So I have a tote full of baby quail in my kitchen right now. There, that's where we keep our brood at, so that's a lot of fun. With our microgreen business, it's been going wonderfully. We had a market this past weekend and actually sold out, which was just absolutely great to have happen. Um, we had a huge ice storm that came through last night, and so it actually started yesterday during the about midday. It started raining, and then it got cold, and everything froze. So we were kind of worried we were going to lose power. Like I said, we just had all these quail hatched, and we were concerned that going to lose power, going to lose all of them. So we uh, took a page out of the TSP notebook and we pulled the vehicle up next to our house. That way we could run the inverter if needed and just enough to hopefully keep the quail alive and get us through. We do heat with wood, so we would be able to at least keep our house up to temperature, hopefully, and, you know, at least have that going. So we all we would have to really do is keep an incubator going because we still have some quail that are hatching and keep a heat lamp going in order to keep the baby quail alive. So we did get that prepared. Thankfully, so far, knock on wood, we have not lost power. There's a lot of people down all over our area that don't have power anymore. But like I said, thankfully, we still have it. But we do have that backup of the inverter with the vehicle just in case because we don't have a generator at this point. It's on our list of things to get. But, you know, we have a lot of things that have come up before that on the list. So we do have the inverter, at least it's enough to keep the keep those quail going and keep those alive if need be. Um, our freezer is outdoors, so I don't have to worry about that. Everything else, we'll be able to go be alright. You know, we have a gas stove, so that's not a problem. We heat with wood, so that's not a problem. It's not gonna be fun. It'll be inconvenient, you know. Obviously our well is still run off power, so that's going to be probably our biggest issue is just trying to get enough water saved up. We had, you know, five gallon buckets full of water everywhere, a couple of pots and pans and stuff full, just in case we do lose power. Because we actually will boil water in our kitchen to help keep the humidity up in the air, and that actually helps keep our house at a much more stable temperature as well. Besides, you know, bathing and trying to cook and clean and do all that stuff, flush toilets, everything. You know, we water is our one big downfall, I would think, at this point. So we're going to actually be working on some rainfall catchment stuff going forward. And probably getting an IBC tote and trying to store some water on site, just in case we do have an issue like this in the future. Other things happening around the homestead here. My mother-in-law is actually going to be at a Nordic festival this weekend. So for those of you who don't know, I actually make and sell various woodworking items. And one of them that I sell is um, little pieces of wall art that are about three and a half by three and a half inches. And they hang up on the wall and I will actually etch in a Nordic rune on them. And so I'm actually making a bunch of those right now in order to get them to her for this weekend. So that way they can be displayed at her booth. Hopefully have a little bit of separate income coming from those. 
Um, like I said, we heat with wood, so we are actually down to about a quart and a half of wood right now. So I'm really hoping it starts to warm up here soon. I don't want to have to go buy more firewood for the year, but I have found a couple of people around the area that still have quite a bit in stock. So if needed, I can I will be able to source that at least locally. Um, the only other really big thing we have going on around the homestead right now is all three of our quail cages have at least started giving me one egg a day, which is fantastic. They had quit laying for a long time. We are by no stretch of the imagination back to full productivity, but at least we're getting some eggs here and there. The one cage in the stack is actually giving me, I think, five or six eggs a day. So that's by far my most productive, but that one started back up quicker as well. I think it gets more sunlight early in the mornings, so it's helping them out more. But yeah, that's everything that's been going on around our homestead. So let's go ahead and get to our next segment, which is going to be this week's to-do list so these are our big main focuses for the upcoming week um need to clean my chicken coop it is gross in there i need to get it cleaned out get fresh bedding in there get the nesting boxes cleaned out i actually need to repair a little bit of the chicken coop so that needs to happen get that ramped up so that way when our chickens start laying they're wanting to lay in that coop i think they have actually started laying i just don't know where they're laying at um, I need to clean our quail cages out. They are gross. What happens is they'll actually get frozen, and I won't be able to get the trays out from underneath them. It's kind of a design flaw that I have with these cage stacks that I've built. So hopefully it'll be warm enough here pretty soon that I'll be able to get those cleaned out from underneath them and get them back looking nice. Um, we need to sit down. A lot of our seeds have come in, and so we got to sit down and really work out our planting schedule and our seed starting schedule. So that way we are ready to hit the ground running. We have hard dates on the calendar when things need to happen. And, you know, obviously we got to figure out our last frost date and work back from that. And the plumbing in our downstairs bathroom has been an absolute nightmare for a long time. We've just been washing our hands in this kitchen sink for, I don't know, a year and a half now. My wife dumped some uh, wood chips down it and it turned into a giant, giant fiasco. So I actually need to go through and try to work on that plumbing again. I had gotten frustrated with it and walked away, but I need to really put the time and the effort in and go back to it and see if I can get that squared away. Obviously, if I'm not able to get it squared away, I need to get somebody out here and just get it taken care of so we get that sink back available to us. Next up, we're just going to kind of briefly touch on a couple of things that are going on with our microgreen business. Um, we got to get applications submitted for the various farmers markets that we have coming up here. Um, some farm markets don't have them out yet, but a lot of them do. So I know for sure one of the markets that I want to be at this year, they have it available. So I got to get that application turned into them. And I need to go through and take a really solid inventory of my seeds and figure out what I need to get more of what time frame we're looking at of how long I can make it in the season before I have to order more. So those are really the only two things we have going on. Obviously we have trays going right now, getting ready for the next market. But, you know, there isn't a whole lot more to do getting prepared for that besides what we already have done. Uh, next up we're actually going to talk about content creation. So my wife and I have a YouTube channel. We I have this podcast. And then we also do some other various things that I'm trying to kind of start working into the rotation here. So I've got to plan out two videos and shoot those videos. What's going to happen is my wife is actually going to do all video editing and my daughter and I are responsible for video shooting. So I need to get two videos planned out, get the sh shots made, get the video taken so that way it's ready for her to edit when she has the opportunity. 
I need to sit down and write out two more podcasts. That way I have notes ready to go and I can just sit down and take the time and put all the effort into actually creating the content portion of it. And the third thing that I want to work on is I want to be teaching a class on how to make mead this summer. So I need to sit down, write out a layout, figure out what my costs are going to be, what I want to charge for it, and maybe even get a flyer made up to get out for this weekend at the uh, Nordic Festival. So those are going to be the three key pieces of our content creation stuff going forward for this week. Speaking of mead, we're going to jump into our What's Brewing segment. So for those of you who don't know me, I actually really enjoy making um, alcoholic beverages. So I love making mead, love making cider. I'm going to be making some wine this year. So I'm really excited about that. And so we are actually going to be starting a couple of gallons of mead here within the next couple of days and I want to get two gallons of cider going as well because I really enjoy making and carbonating cider you know just throw it I threw it in the attic for a year it wasn't great right out the bottle but once it had aged for a year it turned out really really nice so those are a couple of things that I want to get going obviously that cider is going to be for a while down the road but I love a young mead honestly like if it's done right a three-week to four-week-old mead is just fantastic. So those are the two things that we're going to be working on getting brewing here. Next, we're going to just pick one item out of our garden every week to just give a brief talk about. Um, this week's vegetable that we're going to be talking about is one that we didn't actually grow a whole lot last year, but the year before we grew, and it grew great. And that is going to be the sugar snap pea. We love these. It's one of the first plants that we're able to put in the ground here in the state of Michigan. Um, they grow really quickly. They grow big. They're vining things, so we actually put them along a fence row and just let them grow. So obviously they're going to grow up that fence. They're going to trellis up it. Makes for a really nice scenic part of our garden. You get a lot of green very quickly, and it produces a lot. As long as you're out there picking those peas, it's going to just keep putting peas on. So it's going to be a really high yield producer as long as you're actively engaging with it, which early in the season is really easy for us to do. So we generally get a lot of peas when we grow them. Um, they're a lot of fun to pick. We love getting our daughter out there. She enjoys pulling them off the, off the vine. So that's going to be a really key part to it. And obviously they're delicious. We didn't freeze any last time. We ate everything fresh. I really want to put even more in the ground this time so that way we can try to preserve some for going forward, you know, into next fall or into this fall, I suppose. It's not next fall anymore, but you know, that's going to be one thing that we're going to be getting in the ground here pretty soon, hopefully, fingers crossed. And that's going to be our garden item focus for the day. All right. Next up is going to be a segment talking about kind of some of the stuff we've been eating here on our homestead be honest with you, we have not been doing a very good job of eating off of our homestead here lately. But uh, one recipe that I really wanted to kind of touch on this week, like I said, not from our not from our homestead, but is going to be a shrimp curry. So it's actually a keto shrimp curry, which is really good. I'm not very good at eating keto most of the time, but this is one thing that I make that I really enjoy. So I figured I'd give you guys kind of a brief rundown on how I make it real quick. All you do is you take a couple bags of your uh, cauliflower rice. You're going to throw those in the microwave, get them steamed up real quick. Once they get done in the microwave, pull them out, let them finish cooking on the counter. 
throw a stick of butter in a pan, onion on top of that, chopped up onion, let that saute for a while, then dump in your cauliflower rice. In your separate, more of a frying pan style, you're going to take shrimp that have been detailed, deveined, cooked, all that, um, cut them into chunks, and just toss them in there with more butter. Get those kind of heating up. Once they're nice and hot and they're looking pretty good, go ahead and dump in a couple of cans of your coconut milk. And then you're going to start dumping spices. So you're going to be doing your cumin. You're going to be doing your curry powder, your turmeric powder, your ginger. Throw all that in there and get that cooking up really, really nice. Once that gets to a nice consistency and your cauliflower rice have gotten cooked up really well, you're going to go ahead and combine both of those pots together and continue cooking that for a while. You're going to want it to thicken up quite a bit, and it will. Once that all the coconut milk goes in with the cauliflower rice, it's going to kind of soak into the cauliflower rice some. And so it's going to be really good. I actually will make a giant pot of this, not eat it that day, just close it up and throw it in the fridge, and that'll feed you three, four, five lunches throughout the week. If you're just one person, obviously... You're going to get more meals out of it if it's just you. But that's been one thing that I've really been enjoying here on our homestead lately. Like I said, it's not actually from our homestead, but it's quick, it's easy, and it's keto friendly. So the other recipe that I want to share with you guys today is going to be the breakfast bake that I've been doing re recently. So this is super easy. I'm a big fan of recipes that you can throw together quickly and then put them in the refrigerator and have things pre-made for later on. Because that's my, one of my biggest downfalls is when it's not quick and easy, I generally end up not eating very well. Donuts are far too easy of a breakfast item for me. So this breakfast bake, it's really, really easy. You can use either bacon or sausage. I prefer bacon, but, you know, to each their own. You're going to cut up your meat very finely. You're going to throw it in the frying pan, get that fried up, get it drained out, set off to the side. You're going to take onion and pepper, get them chopped up, throw it in a saute pan, get it sauteed up nicely till everything softens up quite a bit. While that's sauteing, you're going to go ahead and take anywhere from 12 to 15 eggs, throw them in a bowl, whisk them up, get them all nice, just like you're going to scramble them. And then I will actually take and put my meat down, put my veggies down in a like a baking tray, big rectangular baking tray, put all that stuff in the bottom. You're going to have a lot of butter and yummy goodness that ends up in the bottom of that pan as well. And then you're going to go ahead and pour your eggs over top, put it in an oven, 350 for, I don't know, 20-ish minutes. you got to kind of keep an eye on it. And about five minutes before you think it's going to be ready to go, you're going to see the outside start to harden up, and that's going to harden up before the inside does. And you're going to pull it out real quick, and I put half a block of shredded Monterey Jack cheese on there, and then throw it back in the oven and let it finish baking out. It is such a delicious food item. It's a wonderful, it's keto, obviously. There's nothing really bad in there. It's got some onion and some pepper, but overall, it's a delicious breakfast item, and it's something quick that you can throw in. If you're really wanting to spice it up, um, you can throw jalapenos in there. I've done cowboy candy in there, which is really quite tasty. The sweetness is a little weird, so I think just standard chopped up jalapenos might be better. Or pickled jalapenos would be really good in it. But those are some delicious, delicious recipes that you could try out. 
and just have in your fridge so that way when you're running behind or you're in a hurry and you still need to eat you can still eat well and finally i think for our last segment today we're going to do what have i been reading and it's kind of a cop-out because i'm reading one of these books and i'm listening to the other but you know it is what it is so we'll touch on the book that I'm listening to currently first, and that I'm sure a lot of you have also started listening to recently, is titled 1491. It's about Indians and the American culture prior to Columbus contact. So it's a fascinating, fascinating book. I highly encourage you to go out and listen to it. I have that on Audible, and it's it's a really great read. Um, touches on a lot of different things that I honestly I had no idea anything about it. I had very little knowledge of American history prior to European contact. And so it's been really interesting to me to listen and hear about all the different things that were going on over here. There was so much more happening in the Americas that I had no idea even existed before this book. So I really highly recommend that one. And then the other one that I'm reading currently is titled Happy, Happy, Happy. And it's by Phil Robertson. He's the patriarch of the Duck Dynasty family. I know a lot of people are not big fans of Duck Dynasty. That's fine. You know, whatever. But regardless, I really encourage you to look up this book. It's an easy read. It's not a long book. Um, Phil Robertson has a wonderfully uplifting story, if you're unfamiliar with it. Um, he was a huge drug addict, alcohol abuser, all these different things, and he's really changed his life and turned his life around. So I really encourage you, if you're going through some sort of struggle like that, to read this book. It's extremely inspirational. Like I said, it's an easy read. It's not super long, so you're going to be able to get through it. But those are two really, really good books that I highly encourage you to pick up and listen to or read and I think you'll get a lot out of both of them for different reasons. For our quote of the day today, I wanted to find something that kind of tied in with the theme of change because obviously this change is happening with the podcast and there's some other changes that are going on in my life right now that, you know, I really wanted to emphasize that. So today's quote is from John D. Rockefeller and it's, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great, which I think really ties in well because this podcast, I, I personally, I think it's been quite nice. It's been good, but it can be better. And so that's what we're really going to be striving for moving forward is the greatness that this podcast can be. Anyways, I think that'll about wrap it up for this week. I just wanted to say thank you for being with me this week. And uh, I really hope that you guys enjoyed the new format. Love to hear feedback on it. Um, email us at be undomesticated podcast at gmail.com look us up on facebook be undomesticated um i'm on MeWe, telegram all over the place so i'd love to hear back from you guys hear some feedback on it um like i said we're going to be doing two shows a week going forward so today is thursday so next week we will be starting with our two shows a week uh we'll have another show segmented just like this one and we will also have one on how to maximize your productivity in doing the various things that you have going on. So I'm really excited about that. I think I have nine or ten steps already figured out with that. So it's going to help a lot of people, I feel. I know it's helped me. So look forward to talking to you all about that. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember, 
be undomesticated.